Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. Really excited about this one today. My name is Mark Summers. I am the broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending, along with the president of membership for AIM. So today, listen, I've, I've seen this guy at our events. We always have a good time. We always chat. We always kind of, you know, bust each other's chops a little bit. Uh, but today I'm going to be interviewing the president and founder uh, of the Newman Mortgage Group, Matt Newman. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's uh, great to see you this morning. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, if you're watching, I'm in long sleeves. My furnace is out. So uh, I don't have the AIM branded long <laughs> sleeve yet, but you know what? I'll, I'll get it. Don't worry. Uh, but with that being said, no, I, I just appreciate you coming uh, and joining us today, especially in, in, the, in the market that we're in right now. I think sharing right now is more than, you know, we can't get enough of it. You know, right. when rates are low, people can say, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, but I'm still writing 10, 12 deals a month, right? Or 30 deals, whatever it is. But right now, the, you know, the herd's pretty thin right now. So I'm yeah. sure we will, uh, I'm sure we'll dive into that. But Matt, you know, for people that don't know you, and Matt's one of the greatest guys I've met, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your background. Tell us how you got started in this industry. Awesome. So my name's Matt Newman. I have founded the Newman Mortgage Group here in Georgia. Uh, back in 2017. So I've been uh, doing mortgages now for five years. Uh, previous to that, um, I actually started a, my career out of college as a meteorologist. So I went to college, studied weather, uh, got into that field and um, really loved it. Uh, it was a great you know, career uh, out of the gate, uh, moved around a bit with that career. And it actually brought me to Georgia back in 2002. So I, I worked for the Weather Channel for about five years. Um, loved it, great career, really enjoyed it, but it just wasn't fulfilling kind of my financial dreams and uh, looking ahead for the rest of my life. I said, you know, there's, there's more to it out there for me and um, went, went and got a real estate license in 2006. Um, so I actually entered real estate before mortgages and had about a 12 year uh, career selling in Metro Atlanta. Um, Went through the crash 2006, seven, eight. We all know what happened there. So I ended up pivoting and doing a lot of short sales uh, during that time of my career, which is very similar to a mortgage in the way that you uh, collect financial information from a, uh, a homeowner, submit it to a lender. So I helped a lot of uh, distressed homeowners during the downturn. Um, the market started to recover in 2012, and that's when... Um, I guess the real estate shifted back towards traditional uh, selling really wasn't my strength or what I was uh, enjoying doing. So I started to look at different options and, and mortgage was kind of a natural fit. Having been in real estate for a couple of years, I've, I've worked with a lot of agents. I've built a huge network. I have a ton of clients and past clients. So in 2017, I made that decision to jump on over to mortgages. Um, and here I am today, five years later. Well, okay. Well, tell me this. Sure. I mean, which one's better? Which one's more fulfilling? Which one is, I mean, I know they're the same business, well, same right. industry, but they're not, they're not even close. Right. So which one do you like better? 100%. This is the right seat on the bus for me. Um, can't say that for everybody, but 100%, this is 
what I enjoy most is holding somebody's hand through the financial aspect of the transaction, which is what I did during the real estate downturn. And now I'm doing that on the other side when they're buying and acquiring a property and going through the financing piece. So without a doubt, uh, this to me is, is much more rewarding. Um, I find that it's more numbers based. It's a lot less emotional than uh, yeah. dealing with, you know, the color paint on the walls and, right. and things like that. So for me, it's, it's a lot more black and white. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you this right yeah. now, since you, you were a realtor, mm -hmm. what's one piece of advice um, that you could give to brokers out there right now, originators of, of how to handle realtors? Sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing is try to put yourself in their seat and look at the transaction from their perspective. And that, that's kind of the approach that I take is, you know, a lot of people say, why, why is it important to be clear to close two weeks before closing? That's their paycheck. That's their livelihood. It, it, a realtor has anxiety not knowing whether or not a transaction is going to close. If you could remove that really early on in the process, it alleviates their stress. It alleviates the stress of the seller and the buyer. And honestly, it leads to a lot more referrals. So I think it's, it's communication and just making sure you do everything as early as possible and, and make sure they have no doubts whatsoever that that transaction is going to close. Yeah, just just taking away that doubt, I think, is right. is, is is pretty big here. So um, now tell me a little bit about the, the Newman Mortgage. Um, is it just you? How many people do you have? Give me give me the layout of your company. Sure. So I, I opened it in late 2017. And basically, it's, it's a one person shop. Um, I basically do everything from start to finish. So I, I follow the Todd Bitter model, if you will. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that was coming up, right? When yeah. you said that, I go, oh, Todd Bitter's name's going to be dropped here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I started, I, I looked around and, you know, got involved with Brawl in the early days. And I said, you know, who is doing it? the way that I want to do it or what I think suits me best. And Todd was one of those, uh, I guess, mentors out there that I could model after. So I started it as a one person broker owner shop. I still run it that way. I have added some loan officers along the way, but they're pretty much independent, do their own thing. Um, it, it, they're not really part of my general business, if you will. So I'm really a one person shop from my uh, viewpoint. Yeah, that's how a lot of people yeah. act as well, you know, and, and just like I've said this a million times, there's 5,000 different right ways to run right. your business. But a lot of people do that. And that's kind of a little bit more what I do as well as everyone's kind of their own person. You know, right. I mean, yes, I have other loan officers, but I run my business. You know what I mean? Right. I allow them to kind of handle as long as it's within the philosophy of the company. Right. You know, do, do what you got to do. So that's awesome. So, all right here. Well, okay. We're getting into purchase season here. Mm -hmm. How... How are you getting your business? Are you 100% referral? Are you are you doing marketing, advertising? How how are you getting your business right now? Especially when, hell, it seems like 80% of all transactions people are doing right now in, as being a broker are purchases. Um, so again, I, I am 100% referral based. So I came into the business with a really good database of past clients. So I, I basically took my past client database from real estate and now they're my past clients and that's my database in mortgage. So I didn't really hit the ground, you know, uh, cold, if you will. Um, so it, no marketing, no advertising, it's all organic. Um, so I've got people that I helped, you know, buy a house in 2008. They're coming back to me now to help them with their financing on purchasing a home. So um, again, I don't spend any money on advertising, marketing, employees, any of that. It's a very, very low overhead model. Um, what's really 
interesting I find in this market now that's very, very unique. As we all know, the inventory is historically low. There is a lot of anxiety out there. And I'm finding that buyers and borrowers, they really want their hands held through the process. They need that reassurance. So just really going at it with a heavy consultative model and being there for them and giving them that reassurance and helping them with a plan to me, that's really, really, really critical in this market. And it leads to referrals because you help somebody get through the process in this really, really difficult time. They're telling all of their friends, hey, this guy, Matt, he was there for us. He helped us. And it just kind of evolves from there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So would you say that's your that's the way you compete against the big mortgage companies? 100%. So that's one of the first conversations I have with somebody. When I get a referral, you know, it's somebody I might not have ever spoken to before. It's, you know, the name got passed on. That's the conversation we're having is what differentiates me. And I'm noticing a lot of experienced loan officers haven't been through this type of market and they're not pivoting enough. You know, they're, they're still treating it the old way where, you know, they, they can basically work nine to five, not be available seven days a week. Um, in this market, that's not going to cut it. It's just not. So, I mean, I'm taking borrowers left and right from retail loan officers because they're just not providing that level of service. Yeah. I mean, and that that's a big thing. I mean, a perfect example is this past weekend indoor, of course, because I'm in Michigan. Yep. My, my youngest son, he, he and I help coach it. You know, call comes in, whatever, and they're blowing on my phone. This realtor is blowing on my phone. I step outside on a Sunday, you know what I mean? And just yep. take the call. Boom, you get a deal. And they're like, this is amazing that we're able to talk to someone on the weekend. Right. Absolutely. I, I would say between 5 and 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday right now is kind of my busiest time. I'm not. I'm still doing my thing. I'm with my family. We're going out. But I've got my phone with me and that call comes in. I'm, you know, even if I don't answer it right then and there, I'm sending them a text and saying, you know, as soon as I get back to my desk or when I have a moment to step out, I'll, I'll, I'll look at what we're dealing with, whether it's running some numbers or checking for a PIW or, you know, a, an appraisal waiver whatever it may be. And, and that makes the difference. That's what really can set you apart in this market. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. So now with your referral business, I know, I know where you got a lot of it from was from your short sale stuff, but do you have, or do you go after certain realtors? So I don't really go after them uh, where I set meetings. I don't do the coffee thing or anything like that. What I do is the listing agent is my target. So um, I pick them up that way. And believe it or not, I'm actually picking them up. So I've got a past client that I closed. They're telling their friend and that friend may be working with a different real estate agent. So that agent doesn't know me, but their client is saying, hey, I, I've got to use this guy, Matt. We've heard great things about him. So I'm meeting uh, new agents that way. So it's through the listing side of the transaction. And then also the referrals I'm getting, they're introducing me to their buyer's agent. And then we're building that rapport from there. And also- okay, well yeah, one other thing that's kind of interesting is I get a lot of referrals from brokers are better. And what I have found on, I'd say 50% of them, they're working with an agent that I have known previously. So it's not a, a cold, uh, Hey, you know, we were referred by, uh, um, somebody out of state to this mortgage guy. He's a broker. We want to use him. I already know that agent about 50% of the time. So it's not a cold introduction. So it's kind of a reintroduction for me. So it just helps solidify and build that relationship. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to put a plug here. That's why it's yeah. important to have an elite or VIP membership with us. 100%. It's, it's going to pay for itself. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's great. Um, okay. So 
with what's going on out there right now with rising interest rates, I'm mm -hmm. sure, you know, like I just spoke to a real estate agent this morning and he was saying that he has uh, a set of borrowers that he has wrote 12 offers on and wow. has lost every time. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But now he's saying he's running into issues and it kind of leads right into what we're about to talk about here, which is he said that, you know, they were already at their peak of what they could afford. But right. now with rising interest rates and new laws and regulations, I mean, they don't qualify for as much. Mm -hmm. So how do you handle these situations? Like, do you, like walk me through what you would tell a client. So I think it's important to address that up front. So when you take the application and you're doing that pre-approval, you really have to make them aware if they're cutting it close to that DTI and, and they're barely on the edge. It's just really important to set that expectation up front that this could change in 30 days that, you know, you may have to lower that amount if rates continue to go up. I'm also seeing it on the other side where it's not even just the rate going up. It's the their price point is going up because they're getting out there and they're looking and they're getting really frustrated at what they're seeing at what they're pre-approved for. So they're coming back wanting to increase, you know, their search range. So it, it's a difficult conversation, but it's all about setting that expectation up front um, when it comes to that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on that. Just always just transparency. Like right. that's, been, that's been a buzzword in my company now this entire year is just complete transparency. Don't just say, yes, you're pre-approved. Let right. them know, yes, you're pre-approved, but all these different expectations you could possibly have. The, and the other aspect too to that, I think, is I tend to be conservative on the pre-approval. I try not, you know, there's so many things we're estimating up front, property taxes, insurance, HOA, you know, so especially in our market, you can find a $500,000 house that has a $4,000 a year tax bill, or you can find one that has an $8,000 a year tax bill. So I explain that, I've always explained that to them up front that I may have pre-approved you for 500,000, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to get approved for every $500,000 home. And that leads back to those evening and weekend phone calls, because I tell them, look, if you're in this area or you're getting close, we need to run the numbers before you make that offer and make sure we can get it to work. Um, so it's really, it, it's a group effort too. You have to involve the agent and it, it's really a team. It's a team effort. You know, if you don't address all these things, they're going to blow up on you. Um, you know, they're going to go under contract on something they can't get approved for and that's the last thing anyone wants to deal with is having to break that news that they can't qualify for a home they are making an offer on or, or one they even may have won in a multiple offer situation. Yeah, no, you're right. And I love how you said, you know, because let's just be honest here for, for most of us, there's a divide between the broker and the realtor. It's almost right. like a, it's a pissing match. Right. Uh, but I think if you kind of go into, like you said and say, Hey, listen, we're going to do this together as a team. Right. I think that puts down some, puts down some shields right away. Right. And it, it, again, that gives more confidence to the borrower too. You know, they know that you're working closely with the agent. You're all on the same team and you're all working together for the same goal. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. So, you know, unfortunately this time that we're in right now, mm -hmm. feels a lot like that. Oh, wait, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. you know, things were going a little crazy. I personally don't think we're going to have a complete crack. I think this is more of a stabilization thing. Sure. I think they're going to come back down, but not where they were. Uh, but with that being said, new products come out, right? Mm -hmm. Like every, every lender now, I'm your email is probably just like mine blowing up with, oh, now we got this, now we got this, now we got a bank statement, now we got right. everything you could possibly imagine. How do you show to your real estate agents? I mean, do you actively go out there and tell them? So yeah, if it's a product that I think matches our market, 
I will uh, approach the agent and, and pitch it to them and, and broadcast it out that, you know, we have this as an option now. One thing that I also found kind of following, you know, Todd again is uh, I don't want to be the master of everything. Um, you know, you can't. So I'm also very cautious when it comes to new products. I want to make sure that I know them well and that, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to try to push a product on somebody and, and not fully understand you know, the benefit of it and how it works. So I'm very careful how I expand my product offering when it comes to that. I, I know what I'm really, really good at and I try to stick to that. So it takes me a little while to warm up to the new products, but when it is one that fits, you know, we, we get really great products from time to time. I'll blast that out through social media. I'll put out a video to my agent partners and, and, you know, show them the benefit and how it could help them in this market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always say it's experiential, right? Um, yeah. I, I will tell people, I really don't know how to do that product. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I'll try, you know right. what I mean? Or, or I can get you someone who can probably do it a little bit better. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's exactly how I phrase it too, because I'll get the borrower, if it's a past client of mine, they don't want me, they don't want to let go of me. If they're looking for a renovation product, that's, that's not in my wheelhouse. I'll send them to somebody that that's all they do is renovation products. And they'll be like, please try it. We don't care if it's your first time, we want you to do it. So, um, but again, I, if we do go into that together, they're all aware and you know, that it's not something I'm an expert at. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the purchase season itself and mm -hmm. dealing with realtors and your clients, is there, is there anything technology wise that you think is, Hey, this is what differentiates me. Um, I would say the biggest thing is this right here, cell phone, <laughs> having your phone being accessible. That to me, that's the number one tool or technology that you can use is, is just being responsive. Don't, I don't leave anyone hanging longer than I have to. So I, I'm constantly checking my texts, my emails and, and responding. So to me, that's the number one thing. I use all the other tools, you know, that are aim vendors, uh, lead pops website, um, HomeBot, I think is a wonderful tool. Um, you, you know, there's a buyer piece to that as well. Yeah. Uh, HomeBot is arguably one of my most favorite tools. Um, yeah. I remember when I got into that, uh, speaking to, speaking to Ernie the first time I was like, what is this? And then it, <laughs> it's, it's just the best thing out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. all right, well, let's, Let's talk about all of your technology here. Let's talk. I, I want to dive into like how you do loans right now. You know what I mean? And then this should be pretty simple for you because you do a, a ton, <laughs> which is this. So first off, tell me about your tech stack. What does your tech stack look like? What LOS do you use? CRM? Give me, give me the rundown from, from the moment you use, you fire up your computer in the morning till it's done. Okay. So basically my tech stack, you know, it all starts with the phone, obviously. So, uh, Lead comes in through email, through my lead, lead pops website, through a, a text, phone call, agent, wh wherever, you know, it starts there. I always start with a conversation. So if I get an online lead or, or any referral, we have a conversation first. So I, I never send them directly to the website or the application yet. Um, so we, we go from there. Basically, my CRM is MLO shift. So once we have that conversation and, and they're ready to apply and, and, you know, we develop that report. I enter all their data into MLO shift and that fires off the application link, which sends them to my LOS and POS, which is arrive. So I've been an early adopter of arrive. I love the system. It, it's by far, I mean, blows anything out of the water that's out there today. Um, originally I was using Flowify and, and uh, Calix point made that transition about a year ago to arrive. And um, the app comes in through arrive. We collect documentation. 
as quickly as I can, I, I go in and review it. So like this morning, I had two new applications from conversations yesterday. Uh, jump in, arrive, take a look at everything. We start with a soft credit pull on everybody now. Um, the best $1 you'll ever spend. Um, again, we just always start with that just to make sure, you know, we're, it's, we're dealing with what we think we're dealing with. And uh, from there, we do the hard credit pull, take a look at the application, run AUS. We can do dual AUS on Arrive. Uh, another neat thing that people don't know about Arrive, I've actually been able to run AUS on my phone. So some of those really? evening, yeah, some of those evening calls I'm getting on the weekends, checking for a waiver, I pull it up on my Chrome browser on my phone. I could go right in there and, and run AUS and check for that PIW. Never, um, never knew you could do that. Yeah, it it it's getting better. It's evolving, and I know they've got plans for for more releases to uh, I guess uh, beef up that capability. But it does work. Um, just so you know that. Um, so that's the centerpiece of my tech stack, obviously. Um, from there, everybody gets pushed into HomeBot. Um, that way they're getting all that data and information, whether they're a buyer or a homeowner. Um, and it, you know, everything's done through Arrive. And then once uh, the file's done in Arrive, we've got MLO Shift that does all my follow-up. So, it, okay, that's your yeah. CRM and that's your drip campaign per se? Correct. I only use my CRM right now is really for uh, two things. It's transaction milestone. Uh, so once they, the app comes in, it says we've received your app. Once we review it, it sends all the parties, you know, we, we're pre-approved, apps complete. Um, and then it puts them into different buckets if they're, you know, out house hunting, if they're a refi candidate. Um, so MLO shift is kind of that centerpiece. And then once the transaction is closed, we do uh, anniversary updates and birthday updates. It's all text and email personalized. There's no, I don't send out any canned marketing pieces through there. Occasionally I'll do a mass kind of, update if there's something big happening in the in industry and you know we need to get the word out i'll, I'll do a but that's very very rare so yeah. you know and, and 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 this is not a shot at you but you keep it pretty simple yeah absolutely i think simple actually looking to simplify it more so as arrive continues to build out and there's going to be some crm integrations and i might even consolidate that a little bit further so yeah keeping it simple to me is is you know low overhead, low comp. I pass that along to the consumer and I don't want to get bogged down with too many systems being a one person shop. No, that's, that's absolutely perfect. I, yeah. I love that. I'm a, I'm a very, very simple person. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that. So, all right. So yeah. with uh, your process, just like I said, it's, it's completely simple. Obviously you give great customer service. You're always picking up your phone, you know, the Todd better pick up your damn phone. I absolutely, <laughs> love, yep. absolutely love that. Uh, but it's true. Um, you know, these are all things that we're talking about. So now in this market that we're in right now, um, mm -hmm. just tell me your feeling. Are you, you're not freaking out. You're, you're okay. What, what advice should we be giving to our community right now? Um, I just think you have to step it up. I mean, this is the time to, to up your game. I'm working harder. I'm making less money. I mean, there's no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's, it is what it is hopefully everyone's prepared for this. You know, we've had a crazy market in, in 2020 and 21. Hopefully you put that away and, and you've saved it for these, you know, these days that are here, but this is the time I think where you can shine. And this is, you know, if you can make it through this period, it's going to be really, really great as things normalize moving ahead. So I just think you have to put in the work and, you know, change your expectations on, on, um, you know, how much business you're going to possibly do or how much effort it's going to take to get the same amount of business. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not in freak out mode. Mm-hmm. I look at it as this, uh, this kind of thins out the herd a little bit, yep. right? I think this stabilizes a lot of things, but it's also a great time to not only kind of maybe revamp your business mm-hmm. a little bit, because now that we have the time, yep. but it's, it's, it's also going to be a way to learn from it because guarantee you, this is going to happen again down the road. <laughs> if you stick with this business, you know that you're going to have to have a little nest egg that right. you've got to put money into so you don't freak out. But during this time right now, I'm okay because I look at it this way. You know, I get to give better service right now. I'm revamping my business. I'm always revamping my business right. as much as I can. But along with that, these are refi opportunities if rates go down again. Oh, yeah. These are all future loans. And, you know, the the one tool I left out was MBS Highway. So I okay. start my morning off before I get into the LOS and arrive. I do check MBS Highway, listen to Barry's morning update. And, you know, obviously he's educating us to educate our clients not to pay points. You know, this is probably a two to three year loan max that you're going to be in. So, you know, the loans I'm doing now, if they freak out about the rate, we're explaining to them, you know, the 40, 40 50 year cycle we're in that there's a almost a hundred percent chance we're going to have lower rates ahead. So, you know, I think it's, it's all about leaning on those tools and the experts and then communicating that. So yeah, this is setting the stage for, you know, another refi boom down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the one thing I want to tell people, you know, anyone that's listening to this is this is, this is the perfect time to lean on your community. Yeah. I always talk about the community and like, it's okay. where someone's feeling the same way you are lean on people like you. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's important. To, that's the one great thing about, you know, aim and, and brokers are better. I mean, this community is so strong and everyone's so willing to help one another. So we're all going to have frustrations. There's days I freak out. I might have, you know, maybe in the last couple of days, but then all of a sudden, you know, I was looking at my pipeline today and things are, you know, all of a sudden stuff's coming back in or people are, you know, having success, getting their offers accepted. So, you know, staying positive, uh, being that shining light, I think is important. And and really the other thing I'm seeing is the broker channels shining. Now Um, I saw a retail quote yesterday and it blew my mind how much, you know, they've got so much overhead and, and meet, uh, you know, on their, uh, on their rate sheets that it's, it's mind boggling what you're going to see. And you're going to start to see that transition again. I've had a couple of loan officers in retail reach out, you know, their branch was shut down overnight, but literally email was cut off and, and they woke up the next morning and they were out of a job. So I'm starting to see those inquiries come in. And I think as rates continue to go up and, you know, retail has to keep their margins so high to cover all that overhead, you're going to see a, another push into the broker channel. You know, Matt, that's a, that's a phenomenal point right there. Cause that's a, okay. That's, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs. Okay. No, that's a, no. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a positive point right there to know that people still need mortgages, right? Yeah. No, no matter what people are always upgrading their house, downgrading their house, whatever the case may be. Imagine being a retail officer right now. Right. It, it, it's tough. It's their, their margin compression. is just, it, they just can't even compete right now. So going into any type of application or talking to real estate agents, real estate agents want to hear from brokers right now because right. they're going to help their consumer even more. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the calls I got last week was from a real estate agent. She said, my loan officer I've been using, you know, his email, he, we were, they were making an offer for a buyer and pre-approved and everything. And, and the LO didn't even know who was going to take the file over literally just, you know, cut off from everything. So that agent, I assured her, I said, look, I own my own company. I've got dozens of wholesale lenders. I've been very responsible. 
I've, you know, I've prepared for this. You, mm -hmm. I am not going anywhere. Um, knock on wood, you know, as far as the <laughs> yeah. business goes, you know, absolutely not going anywhere. I've set myself up for that. And, you know, I want my agent partners to know that and my borrowers to know that I'm going to be here for them. And in, in a year or two, when rates come back down, the Newman yep. Mortgage Group it's, is going to be here to help you. It's not going to be, I'm not going to change jobs five times and, you know, go through that revolving door and, and keep chasing um, better rate sheets or whatever it might be. Yep. No, but I couldn't agree more. No, this has been a great conversation. So how I usually close these out is, you know, I know you gave advice about kind of the current market right now, uh, but I know you started late 2017. I really think you're going to see an influx of, you know, retail people coming over to the broker channel, which mm -hmm. I think is great because I, I look at it this way. I don't look at it as more competition. There's 80% business out there to go get that. We're not getting right. that retails corner right now. So I'm not worried about that. Um, and I love the fact that us as a broker channel, the message we send, we help consumers better in many right. different ways. So I'm okay with this, but I'm going to, I'm going to definitely promote a lot of real, you know, uh, retail people coming over to listen to these podcasts to kind of right. get a little bit better feel. So let's just say it's a new retail person coming over, someone who just got started in this business. What's your piece of advice that you would give to them? Find somebody in the community that matches your style. So, you know, we, we are, we're broker owners. If you're going in that direction, um, there's so many different ways to structure your business. You know, I, I do, I found Todd and I said, look, this is somebody that does it the way I do it. It matches me. He's always there for the community. He puts out content. There's so much information uh, through aim and brokers are better. Um, just find somebody that you want to model after and, you know, pick their brain, find a mentor, you know, lean on the community. Um, this is the mindset, the abundance mindset in the broker community is just phenomenal. So that's something I don't think retail has. They've got that scarcity. Uh, you know, I did a short stint in retail. I knew, I know what. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't touch that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, we kind of skipped over that part. So when I made the transition from real estate to, to mortgage, I thought I had to go retail because of the support and the training. And it was quite the opposite. I was isolated on an Island and I, you know, was put in this position between the branch and corporate when I needed a eighth of pricing concession. And, um, I didn't have that support. I was, you know, and they were spending money on things to buy business. It didn't fit me. Um, but I was kind of stuck in that box. So the broker world, you can design the business how you want it. If you're not a broker owner, you can find a shop. To, to work for, you're going to get great support. So I, I just think it lean on the community, understand that we're all here to help one another and grow together. Man, you hit the nail on the head with that. A lot of people jump to that retail side because mm -hmm. they think they're getting support. Yeah. That's yeah. I've, I've, I've thought about that, but I've never really, you know, vocalized it. That's you're absolutely right. And, and you know, this, this community it, it's amazing to me. It, it it truly is amazing to me. Like how many, actually one, how many friends I've made out of this community. Sure. But then, but the number two is just like, there's a lot of awesome people around here. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the events. Um, you know, there's all sorts of ways you can plug in. Um, the events to me are, are priceless. I mean, the amount of content that's put out there, the networking, networking that goes on. I mean, it, it, there's just so much out there. I mean, it's, I can't imagine what it's like being in retail. Um, you know, a lot of, unfortunately they still hear the, 
you know, the misinformation about the broker world. And it, it's quite the opposite. You know, they talk about lack of control or you know, whatever it might be. And, and you know, it, that is out there and people believe it. But I think more and more people will realize that, you know, this is the right side. Perfect. Perfect. Matt, yeah. you, you, you were awesome today. I appreciate you, you know, taking time Thank out you, of your day. I mean, even I, I don't care what, what's going on, whether you're, you know, people are writing five deals a month or 20 deals a month. We're always busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're just oh, yeah. busy. So the fact <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you're, you're, you're embodies like a perfect aim member. And I know you've been with us for a long time. So first off, I just want to thank you for that uh, because you're always, yes, you're always at our events, always smiling, always willing, you know, so positive, you know, and I, and I think a lot of people can learn from you on that one. You know, it's not doom and gloom. We're, we're okay. We're good. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, I appreciate it. I, I mean, I, I can't say enough nice things about, you know, what aim has done for my life and career and not just career, my life, the friends we've made and um, the connections. I mean, it, it's, it's really invaluable. Well, thanks, Matt. We appreciate yeah. you. So I'm going to let you off the hook here. But brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can where you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, rate it, uh, leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Matt, you're one of those guys. So appreciate once again, you, I appreciate your insights and, and I'm sure we'll see you at the next event. You got it. Have an awesome day, Mark. You too. Do you love our podcast but want more content? Subscribe to AIM National on YouTube. You'll find updates on AIM initiatives and highlights of our events, and you'll get access to our free library of helpful how-to videos.